If you are looking to invest in your relationship with Jesus, grow in leadership and ministry, and learn more about what it looks like to build a contemporary difference-making church, why not join us for nine months at Live Church College? You will receive great teaching, practical serving and leadership experience and make new friends for life. It allowed me to explore who I am and who God is and also allowed me to develop my skill set and realize that I can do so much more and I have such a bigger purpose than what I imagined at the beginning of the year. It's an amazing community to be part of and grow in. So write your application, come visit, and who knows, maybe you'll be on our team next September or January intake. And now I know I can build something. I can change this generation. I'm not just one more. I'm not just part of the crowd. I'm, I'm part of God's plans. For more information, check out lifechurchcollege.com. When the builder begins to build, he doesn't know what the end project is until he looks at the blueprint. And then every day, he has to go through the discipline of just showing up and putting another brick on another brick. An accountant will never get to their year end unless they show up to work every day and go through all the 12 months of the year. A classroom teacher that begins a year may not see the fruition of their teaching for 10 years into the future. But they start teaching knowing that that child in uh, whatever grade, year one or year two, it's one day going to grow up and they're going to have an impact on someone's life because of patience. If you look at the people that, you, that you've impacted, that you spent time with, it's the patient people that succeed in life. Those who get annoyed quickly or are angry, the hotheads, and Proverbs again says, do not associate with people that are angry easily. If you lose your temper, you could say things in a moment. You could say things in a moment that will actually be detrimental to the whole last year of your growth. So you've got to hold the course. And I had a whole new lesson in patience yesterday. It's hard when you're talking about a subject called patience when God tests you in patience in your own personal life, isn't it? And I find that really challenging about the Word of God that as we think about what we're going to bring here and talk about, we have to go through it. And I had it yesterday, 5 a.m. I needed to put my, wake my kids up, get them in the car, because I needed to get them to the airport, had to drive and pick up a, nan, um, or a Chelsea who was looking after the children so I could be here with you today. We had to get them to the airport and get them out. I just got right when they, they canceled our flight. I'm like, well, why did they cancel the flight? I got to be at Manchester Airport. I got to get there. It's about an hour and 15-minute drive from my home. I got to get there on time. I need to show up. I'm like, why did they cancel my flight? Well, I didn't know they was on a delay. When I finally get to the airport, which was at about 11 o'clock, I find out the plane had been struck by lightning. I know. Who wants to get in a plane that had been struck by lightning the night before? Not me. I don't want to put my children, you know, if you have a fear of flying, I don't want you to get freaked out. But I had to say, I'd rather they check the plane out. So they actually had to bring in another plane, thank God, before they flew the plane that had been struck by lightning. So now I'm into a delay. And then snow, 4,000 miles away, 
wipes out the whole East Coast of America, and I cannot get my children to Charlotte. I cannot physically get them from point A to point B. And I'm like, okay, how do I do this? Now, if patience is the ability to stay in this mindset before negativity comes, I could allow negativity comes in the first five-minute conversation with an airline agent who, through no fault of her own, is just stressed out through the weather that she cannot control or through the lightning that she did not control. And many people are walking up and giving her a hard time. And, you know, and I'm like, well, that's no way to treat people. You can't talk about the way of love and then be like, why can't you get a plane? Why, why, you know, you can't lose your temper. I mean, that's like, can't do that. And so you got you to gotta love them. So I've got this thing where I try to make them my friends. I got, this whole, I got a whole thing about, how are you? Do you have children? I saw this conversation. You like children, don't you? You understand what it's like. And you know what? Without fail, within 10 minutes, I've got people trying to move heaven and earth because I simply had patience. Often we lose the battle because we lose our patience before it starts. And, and that was, if it could just be finished then, but God wants to teach you, he wants to teach us lessons. How long is your endurance? How much can you endure? And finally, after getting them there and they finally got to Atlanta, I'm like phoning friends I've not seen in three years. Can you go pick up my children at the airport? And they're like, okay, we'll do whatever it takes. Finally, we found an answer through just not being, not giving up, not giving up. I mean, we're like 24 hours in. Finally, I found a driver who agreed to drive my children from Atlanta to Nashville out of the kindness of his heart. He did that. And I'm like, thank you. And they got to where they were going. They got to their mama well after one, uh, midnight in this location. And I'm like, now you, you might think, oh, Steve, that's a silly analogy. But we face those kinds of situations every day. Every day, whatever your equivalent is to that, you'll have it in your work life or in your married life or in your raising of your children. You'll have those frustration points, those tension points. And you've got to say, before you speak, if I speak, you've got to examine your heart about patience. Think about some of the greatest artists that we remember today. Think about Michelangelo. Michelangelo who painted the Sistine Chapel. He said this. He said, genius is eternal patience. You might think you have daily patience, endurance patience, but eternal patience is a whole nother level. Michelangelo practiced eternal patience, which made him one of the greatest artists of all time. It took him five years, just around five years, around that period of time, to build the scaffolding, to go up to the Sistine Chapel. People think he laid it on his back. He didn't lay on his back to lay down and paint the Sistine Chapel. He built a scaffolding system and designed it with a team that took him up. And for five years, he hand-painted over wet plaster, which is one of the greatest works of art that have ever been created. And he talked about eternal patience. Think about Thomas Edison, one of the greatest inventors of all time. He had over 1,000 patents during his lifetime about his own inventions. And he said this, I never failed once. But inventing electricity and a light bulb was just a 2,000-step process. Wow, that's endurance. That's patience. Often we just think of patience about our daily life, but these, these, these monumental figures are monumental figures in our history because of their patience. What I find so ironic, I didn't know this until I studied it, Thomas Edison called a meeting, and his meeting was that he was going to demonstrate this 
light bulb, this electricity that he invented, had to be, you know, he had to build a light bulb and he had to demonstrate it and he had his investors in the room. His investors were all ready for this unveiling of what would transform society and on the way to the room, one of the young assistants who was holding the light bulb on the way into the room was so nervous. Have you ever been in this where you're just so nervous that you're like frightened to make a mistake and your nervousness causes you to do something called making a mistake? And in the nervousness, this young assistant dropped the light bulb and shattered into a thousand pieces. Wow, what a screw up, right? You know what Thomas Edison did? He had to spend months reinventing what that assistant broke and then he called his investment crew and his investors back into the room and he said, bring me the same assistant to put the same light bulb in their care and in their hands and bring that light bulb into the room. You know what? He said, I did that because he said, I knew that assistant would never make that mistake again. And that assistant came with a light bulb, but that assistant could have quit. That is, oh, it's a horrible mistake. I'm going to give up. I screwed up. But instead, they stayed at their post and they stayed at faithful. And then they had the joy of seeing the electricity actually work. They weren't even the inventor, but they were part of the team that made it happen. Wow, you can be part of a team when you stay in a place of patience that can recreate, that can do incredible things, and your part is just to keep this attitude of patience strong. So where does that find you and I? I mean, we wouldn't, it's hard to relate to somebody like Thomas Edison or Michelangelo, so let's bring it right down to brass tacks. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20. I'm going to look at how Jesus dealt with people in patience and stay here in the last seven minutes that I have. This is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. I'm going to read here. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. And about the third hour, he went out and he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. And so he told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. And so they went. And then every three hours, I'll just paraphrase, every three hours, Jesus went back in this parable, found new workers who were just standing around, doing nothing supposedly, hired them and put them out in the field. Patience looks sometimes like doing nothing. Patience looks like there's not a lot going on there's not a lot happening around you, and yet in a moment of doing nothing, you can maintain an inner expectation, and that inner expectation is vital to your success. At the moment in your life, if it doesn't look at the outset of 26, there's not a lot going on in your life, don't let go of patience. Don't let go, because there's a reward of patience if you don't let go. And Jesus then he goes on to talk about this. He talks about this great example. At the end of the day, when the workers come back, in verse 14, take your pay and go. I want to give you the man who was hired last, the last man. Don't I have the right to do? What happened was that the people who were hired, they were hired at the beginning of the day. They were upset because those who were hired on the last part of the day were all paid the same wage. I think this is the parable about patience. Because even though they didn't have the breakthrough, they didn't have the opportunity, they still went to the marketplace. 
They still waited expectantly. They could have just given up, gone back to bed or whatever, but they didn't because they stayed in a motive of anticipation and in a motive of expectation and patience rewarded them and they ended up getting the same pay for one hour's work that other people were working all day about. And I just wanted to say this to some people in the room today, that even though you feel like you're overlooked, if you stay expectant and you live in a place of patience, your reward in the 11th hour can equal what other people have earned in the first 11 hours. So don't you give up on your God. Don't you give up on trusting him and standing strong. Love never gives up. And when you run out of that ability to believe God for more, you've got to say, God, what I need is more of love. And then it's evidenced as patience. Patience is this ability to keep you in the framework until your breakthrough comes. You stay in this place of growing. You know what, church? We are going to see revival happen in this church. We're going to see it. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see more people saved. We're going to see growth. And what we have to do between now and then is be patient. We have to start every day with sowing and believing and loving and taking one practical step day after day after day. The road of patience looks like doing everything with the ability to endure without negativity. I don't know what your life is like, but if you have negativity operating, then that's a sign that patience is not operating. The opposite of patience is impatience. And people make the daftest decision in a moment of impatience. Relationships get started in a daft moment of impatience. Mistakes get made in a moment of impatience because we're not staying in that mindset. Just keep showing up, keep loving God, and God will bring you everything that you need. I really believe that. But as soon as you allow negativity to come in and impatience to come in, everything starts to get screwed up in your life. And that's why Jesus said the last will be first and the first will be last. I believe there are people here, there are people here this morning, there are people here that are, are connected to you, there are people around you that have run out of patience. They've run out. They're, they're just like, when is it my turn, Lord? When will I have my breakthrough. I've been at this now three years. I've been at this 10 years. I've been at this 20 years. And what happens is that frustration robs you of your expectation. And I'm here to remind you that the promises of God are eternal. I'm here to let you know that when God promises you something, it's never to frustrate you. It's so that you stand over the course of time and you endure like Michelangelo teaches us, that we endure and we create masterpieces in our generation. You create masterpieces in your workplace. You might have failed 10 times. You might have failed 100 times. My question to you is, why are you giving up? Why are you residing yourself with just getting through the motions? Don't do it because love restores that patience. Love restores that capacity to keep believing and keep growing and keep standing strong. And, and I wanted to let you know that patience is something I am really getting intentional about in my life. Patience. How long? How long, Lord, do we have to wait before the return of Jesus Christ? I don't know. I have no idea when Jesus is going to come back. And the Bible doesn't teach. It just says that we have to patiently wait for his return. 
But as we patiently wait for his return, we should be proactive. We should be, we should be excited about what's happening in our life. There should be this, what can we do to enjoy life? What can we do to bring God's love and peace to those around us? That, that, that practicality of patience needs to be outworked. You know, sit down and, and make a list. Make a list of where are the areas that you could be more patient in? Who are the people that you could be more patient with in the way you communicate and in the way you talk? and in the way you can let go of frustrations. And the other person doesn't even need to know about it. You don't need to go to your brother and go, oh, you really drive me crazy. You are really annoying me. You are really frustrating me. You're the annoyance in my life. No, that's called immaturity. That's called immaturity. We don't need to go there. That's not helpful. It's not healthy to keep showing people your shortcomings. If you're showing people around you their shortcomings, then you're showing them the door. If you're showing people all their faults and you're showing them all of their mistakes and you're reminding them day after day after day, you're going to actually harm yourself. You're going to harm your own growth and your own progress. Learn patience. I'm not saying that we don't confront. I'm not saying that we don't address issues. But we do that in love. And the world does not know how to do that. People without Jesus, they don't know how to love. They get frustrated, they shout, they cuss, they swear. And none of that is about the problem. No wonder why the problems don't get fixed. Because they're getting upset about the situation. They're not even dealing with it. They're heartbroken, they're upset about it. Instead of going, God, I know you're faithful. To a thousand generations, Lord, I know you're faithful. Lord, I know that you're going to bring patience in my life. I know that. And that level of understanding helps us understand that God will bring us to a whole new realm when we understand how much he loves us. That is the first attribute of God's love, patience. Tune in next week for part two of this message.